0: Thank you so much. Great. Well, good morning, everybody. It it does feel like you're supposed to say, good morning, Mr. Cass, because I used to be in that job. But it's a long time ago now, but it still feels like that. Isn't it weird? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you do do it in a sing-song voice. You go, good morning, Mr. Cass. Good morning, everybody. That's how I used to do it. Promised I won't do it, but I still do it. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well that was a good time of worship, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it? Has it changed you? When you come to church, we come to be changed. We come to be challenged. Those songs are challenging. If you're singing them with a heart. And we've got a heart, haven't we? Mine's back in rhythm, by the way. So I'm celebrating. And I've got a pacemaker on the 13th of June. to Keep it running well. So that's good news, isn't it? So there's something happening here, isn't there? It's not just this church. You know that, don't you? There are significant numbers of churches that are really shifting. I have to tell you, there are significant numbers of churches who aren't, but that's kind of how it is. But this church is shifting, it's moving. And I want you to say this with me. Why not us? Why not here? And why not now? So let's say that together. Why not us? Why not here why not now why not why not we're world changers oh yes we are let's put up um, that first um, text Paul Uh, this is from um, Isaiah 61 and you'll you'll know this and if you come as part of my history We started Acorn Christian Fellowship back in the 80s. And we were Mighty Oaks. And we thought, actually, we're Acorns. We probably need to change our name. So we changed our name. But that was the sense of who we are. Have you read it before? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because... The Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. That was written and spoken 800 years before the beginning of the New Testament, before Christ. Let's now turn to Luke four sixteen. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? 416, in Luke, says this. He went to Nazareth. That's Jesus, by the way, in case you weren't uh, quite with it. He went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it. He found the place where it is written, (laughs) The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me, says Jesus in that synagogue, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, (laughs) to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor then he rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened upon him he began by saying to them today this scripture is fulfilled in your healing in your hearing and your healing today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing The hearers of that discourse were highly offended. They were highly offended. Why? Because that would proclaim him as the Messiah. And here he is. He's a rabbi. He's a teacher. Um, he'd get opportunities to teach in the synagogue when he was in town. But he wasn't thought highly of in his hometown. Isn't this the carpenter's son, they said? Who does he think he is? He made that proclamation. And today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Right now. Right here. Today. It's no different to when it was. Bless you. It's no different to that time. Today... This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. See, it's important for us to know that God is equipping us. You know that, don't you? That's part of what we've been singing about this morning. I believe we were born for such a time as this. You're not here by accident. You didn't just rock up. Or you think you just rocked up. But actually, there's a purpose to this. Look around the room. There's 200 flags. I bet you can't tell me any more than probably a dozen. (laughs) We live in a big, big world. The Internet's made it very different, I know, but it's nevertheless a very big world. I was speaking recently um, to a young man. I was at a business networking event. And he asked me what I do now. I'm retired. So I talked about my travels to other churches uh, to help them see outside of that traditional invite-to-church model. He was fascinated by this, having walked away from church in his teens due to that strict rules and regulations. When I talked about freedom, he was really quite interested. And when I talked about the freedom that Christ had come to bring, He came alive. See, there are people out there that think they know what church is like because they've seen the Vicar of Dibley, right? (laughs) No, come on, guys. That's what it looks like to most people. So Jesus, when he came to planet Earth, he emptied himself of his God Godness and lived and operated as a man. Read Philippians 2.7. He took all that he was in God and laid it aside and took on humanity. He was fully God and fully man. So please don't misunderstand me. He was both. But he chose humanity. And he chose humanity so that he could show us how to live life. It's really important that we know this. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus earlier in his baptism by John. And there was this anointing, a preparation for his ministry on earth. And then we start reading about the miracles from his anointed time. Nothing before that. Remember the Spirit of God had only been poured out on a relatively small number of people at that time can anybody tell me the first reference it's always good isn't it to look at first reference if you're a studier first reference of the holy spirit in the bible anybody nope his spirit yeah yeah where's it first mentioned that it's that it's upon a person Okay, so um, it's good to know, isn't it? When you're a teacher, you know and you don't. Do you know that feeling? If you're a teacher, you know what that feels like, eh, Debbie? You know what that feels like. So you've read up on it, and you go, tell me if you know. Do you know? Oh, anyway. Genesis 31.2. Have a quick look. See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, Of the tribe of Judah. One of the surviving tribes. And I have filled him with the spirit of God. With wisdom. With understanding. With knowledge. And all kinds of skills. To make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze. See we're supposed to be creative. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Then Jesus came to earth, born into the world, part of the Godhead, right? And he spoke everything into being. He's quite capable of speaking and declaring healing in people's bodies. He came as a man, anointed by God, to illustrate to us what it was to live completely dependent upon the Father and to have God demonstrate his heart to mankind. See, it's the renewed mind that makes me capable of proving what the will of God is. The renewed mind allows me to think in unrestricted terms. The renewed mind, as we get renewed, the renewed mind allows me to see things as he sees things. Greater is he that is in me than he that lives in the world. The renewed mind, it has faith that resolve that determination that we are the victorious ones. We just sung about it. Are we the victorious ones? Thank you. How many of you know he would have wiped us out a long time ago if he was what I was taught an angry, vengeful God waiting for me to get something wrong? He wouldn't allow me to stand here, would he? If that was true. He's my father, he's my dad, he's Papa. Abba, Father. Remember in Israel, we were there last June and we were on a beach where there were kids running up and down and they're shouting, Abba, Abba, Abba. And I thought, that's it. There it is. That's that intimate Father word. Let's have a quick look at Romans 12, can we? Now, Romans 12, I like the message version of this. Paul, I don't know if you've got it, but I'll read it to you. Place your life before God, it says in uh, Romans 12. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. We're going to be transformed. That word transformation, it it, um, lends itself to um, that other word which we often talk about, which is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. So are we caterpillars crawling over a nettle leaf or are we butterflies? There's a metamorphosis where we go from earthly to heavenly. Is that okay to make that connection? I like metamorphosis. See, the word Christ means the anointed one, smeared Lay in the sun in the summer. What do you think? Will we get a summer? Lay in the sun in the summer. Smear yourself with sun cream or something like that. I always remember my youngest daughter where we put sun cream on and she go, uh, 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 Do you remember that? Smearing. But it allows us to be identified in him, doesn't it? That's the authority that's seen. See, we live in both heaven and earth. When we're born again, we're given a new identity. It's not an MOT. It's not a fix-up job. We get to go again. This time with him, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit. And so we can be in heaven, in heavenly places. And we're here on earth for that temporary period, as um, was mentioned this morning. But when we get there, we'll live there for eternity. Now, here's the thing. I'm a mathematician. Eternity isn't a long, long time. Infinity is a long, long time. Eternity is outside of time. See, God is eternal He's the super. we're the supernatural, he's natural. Eternity is no time at all, it's outside of time. Come on, get your head around this. Can you see into the spirit that sixth sense, as we often call it? where you see something in the spirit? See, the Holy Spirit, he's filling you to overflowing. It's not just a bit of the Spirit to get you through the day. It's an overflowing. That Luke 4 passage, it says, He has anointed me. What for? What for? What's he anointed you for? To preach the good news. To bind up the brokenhearted. That's our new role. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. It's a specific demonstration of how the Spirit of God enables you to do stuff. You've heard me say this before. Don't try and do it on your own. Get anointed. The anointing changes everything. See, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. That means someone has no authority, right? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? The whisperer, the one that tells lies, the one that tries to convince you that he's right and you're wrong. See, the name of Jesus is above all names. At his name, every knee shall bow. The name Jesus Christ is interesting, by the way. Jesus That's his name. And quite a lot of the religions are happy with that. They're okay with Jesus. They're not very happy with the word Christ. Because Christ is the anointed one, isn't it? See, everyone has a God-shaped hole in their personality. And it's how you fill it. That impartation of the Spirit. So the anointing of God needs to rest on you and... On me, so that wherever we go, people get smeared by it. It's very easy. Oh, it's gone very quiet in here. It's very easy as long as you get the anointing. Don't try and do it on your own. So, When you walk into the world of filth and darkness, you join in the misery or you can radiate his love, peace and anointing into that place and bring about a transformation. Your choice, you either join in with them or you say, no, I'm his ambassador. I'm his ambassador. Wherever I stand... There are heavenly places wherever I stand. I took a mission team to a town in Kent a number of years ago now. Uh, I was leading teams out of Eastgate back in the day. And we arrived um, early. We arrived a day early because they didn't want us to start our mission until Friday. Um, but we had a school of supernatural life on Thursday and Friday. So I said, let's not waste that Thursday. Let's go on the Thursday. We'll have a bit of lunch somewhere in the town, we'll go incognito. We'll go under the radar. When we arrive there, we just thought it was our bright idea, okay? When we arrive there, we drive past a Freemason's Lodge. And it's not just a Freemason's Lodge, it's a Freemason's Regional Lodge. Now, of all the people that could be leading that mission, it was me. I have a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge about the workings of Freemasonry and particularly the spiritual hold it has over people and regions. So without going into a lot of detail, some, some of you do know the detail, we broke off the hold it had on the town. It was a great afternoon, it really was. On the Friday during the morning, one of the church members said, I feel a lightness when you guys are around. On Saturday when the team took the church out onto the streets with treasure hunting and prophetic words of encouragement, free hugs, all that stuff. I went into one of the shops and I heard a, over, overheard a lady in front of me in the queue saying to the server at the counter, "What's going on in town today? It feels completely different. There are people giving out cards and offering free hugs. The shop assistant said, yeah, I think they're from a local church. The customer said, oh, no, it can't be a church. There's a lot of fun and laughter going on. (laughs) I'll let you laugh, but that is the issue. That is the issue. Let's have a moment of reflection. Who are we? Are we demonstrating love, laughter, peace? Or are we joining in with that idea that we're trying to work it out? It's hard work. See, the substance of God in the world is the Holy Spirit. It's a substance. It's a real thing. It's not just a kind of pie in the sky when we die out there thing. That's what I used to think it was. But actually you can get hold of this. This is who we are. It has substance. And if you ask Holy Spirit, he will help you. See, in the Old Testament, lepers would make you unclean, right? They were kept separate from the general population. If you were healed from this disease, it was necessary to go to the priests to authenticate it. This, as far as I can make out, never happened. There were laws protecting people from lepers. In the New Testament, Jesus demonstrated that it was the leper that got made clean. It completely turns itself on its head with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Luke 5, 17 says this. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They'd come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Now I'm not going to go on with the story because we haven't got time, but a paralytic man was amazingly healed. There's lots to learn from this story. But... Especially about authority. Who are we? See, the Holy Spirit is upon you for your sake, but He's with you for other people's sake. Shalom, the peace of God that passes. All understanding. It's a Hebrew word, but it's used to convey a hello or goodbye. But actually, it means peace, harmony, wholeness. I had a picture once of a a lady walking through a desert place. um, And she got the anointing in this picture. And the anointing was a, a pouring of oil on her head. And it poured down into her body, And down into her shoes. And I remember very clearly as she's walking along, seeing her, seeing that picture of her with these soggy golden footprints. As she brought the anointing into the world. And behind her, she couldn't see it because she was walking ahead. You could see these flowers springing up in that oil. See, life is that, isn't it? So have I done enough to just remind you that we're not saved, just saved, but we're potentially empowered to do the works that Jesus did? See, in Acts 1 and 5, it says this, Jesus said, wait until you're baptised with the Holy Spirit. As I've said before, if you're working without an experience and an understanding of the Holy Spirit, we'll reduce that move of God to what man can do without God. It's often pretty good, you know, man's work. Just look at people like Elon Musk, for example. Imagine if he was a Christian. Imagine if we all had his ability to see what he sees. So we need to know how to live and move in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. As I've said before, if you do stuff without him, You will only have your own thinking, gifts, and skills. But with the Holy Spirit, you will move into the supernatural where the impossible becomes possible. Are we hungry for more? Are we hungry for more? It can't just be two or three people in this room. Are we hungry for more? We want more, don't we? So we have to be the people that are anointed, N.T. Wright, you know him, don't you? N.T. Wright, he's a, um, uh, an Anglican theolog- uh, theologian and he was in the USA. He loves rugby and it's in 2003. His daughter calls him. This is before we had phones in our pockets. Um, and she tells him, England have won. Johnny, were anybody rugby fans in here? There's one or two, aren't there? One or two. Johnny Wilkinson dropped kick the points right at the end of the game against Australia if you're interested. N.T. Wright looks around, uh, bear in mind he's in America with this good news. He sees some Americans but that's a problem because Americans see rugby as foolishness. (laughs) Unless you've got lots of um, stuff on, pads on. Yeah. So then he sees ah, there's a guy in a rugby shirt. Problem is, it's an Australian rugby shirt. (laughs) See, it's good news that we have, but it's not necessarily to everybody. It's a great illustration of the gospel. It's good news to some, but offensive to others. But we're not the ones who make that choice. We make that choice, and we stop ourselves from doing the very thing that God wants us to do. So there's too many pet theories out there, too much dilution about the gospel. See, many people are not offended by that name, Jesus, but they are offended by the word Christ, the anointed one. John 3.16 says this, and you know this, he is the spirit of truth. We need truth. When you're baptised in the Holy Spirit, we are ba- you're baptised into the truth. The world needs relationships. Fatherlessness, that's the curse. Look at the end of the Old Testament. God has a family. It's us. We're his children. In the spirit of adoption, the world needs this. Lost and lonely, looking for love in all the wrong places. Ever thought about how we, why we start with coffee here? bit inconvenient could be afterwards we do it because we're building relationship we're looking for relationship we're looking to be part of a family the family feel it's the beginning of relationship triplets we've been talking about that recently the beginning of relationship the spirit of adoption See, people coming in, they feel something. They feel that family feel. It doesn't matter if you smell a bit of pig. We're glad you came home. That's a reference to Luke 15 in case you're concerned. (laughs) See, it doesn't matter what your history is. You are welcome here. Because this is the start again place. This is when you get to go again. This is when Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is when you get born again. This is when you change everything in your life. Church, it's not a magic formula to help people get better. It's all about him. Getting and maintaining a right relationship with him. Developing and nurturing a closer relationship with him. See, the Holy Spirit is working this morning. There's a growing awareness that the anointing, the fire of God, is upon us. We've been given the privilege of partnering with him. It's a commission that his anointing will set people free, change people. Do you want to be changed this morning? Seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For the first time or for a refreshment. The Holy Spirit is here and he wants to be upon you. A God's touch. Then you can take it out on the streets with you. Say with this with me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty for the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. This is the favourable year of the Lord. This is the favourable year of the Lord. So seek the baptism. So Father, let me just pray for you guys. Baptise us afresh in power and authority. Increase the demonstration of power through us. Every one of us to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse lepers, to multiply food, Power, God. We're asking for your power, the spirit of truth. That the truth will be clear as we read our Bibles. Not only that, but will be the place where they want to hang out with us. Baptize us to become sons and daughters, to become fathers and mothers. That we would demonstrate kingdom power and principles that builds us together as family. We're family here. We're family here. We care about each other. If there are things going on in your life, I want to know about them so that I can pray, so that we can do something about it. I've got a blocked ear this morning. So if you want to pray for my hearing, that would be great. If there's anybody here that's got some, something going on in their body, here's the place where you can get stuff done. Here's the place where healing can happen. Why not here? Why not us? Why not now? Amen. So, we're going to have our international meal. And I want you to see if you can find your flag in amongst these hundreds there's two I think 200 Ruth said that we bought and we're going to have some practical work going on are we going to finish a bit early that's what I'm planning
1: is that all right thanks Alan Uh, yeah certainly given us a lot of truths to to just sit on and great. Um, So yes, here we go. Practicals for this afternoon. As I said if anyone else has walked in the room while I've been um, up here this morning, if you didn't know about our lunch um, but you'd love to stay then please do stay. There's more than enough food um, to go round. Thank you to people who've brought stuff. We're very excited. We're very excited just to have this opportunity to um, be one church together. We're lots of different people here we're all from different places some of us different nationalities but we all believe in the same Jesus and we get to be together this morning and encourage one another um so practically um we're done now but if people can make your way out of of the side door and go round to the garden and hang out there for a bit just while we have team to set up tables in here and chairs um, and also team to sort out the food um, would be much appreciated. Um, yes, okay, who's excited to have our lunch together? It's gonna be good. Okay If we have some music and yes. Yeah. Start chatting, start, you know, If there's no one you don't know, then make yourself known.